0: Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE, Impact, and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash Curtain Jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. Enjoy. And welcome to the sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranto. I don't know much about sports that at all. Is a hundred percent true. Yeah. Uh catch any games this week, Phil? No. Nothing? I know that March Madness is happening because I'm in a it's, pool. It's, that is correct. It's winding down. I'm currently sitting uh, third place in Ties Pool. Whoa. I'm doing pretty well. If not for the fact that my, my top, my, my final game, is, both teams have been eliminated. I think I'm tied for ninth yeah. in Ties Pool, which is actually pretty good. I'm in the top third.
1: I forgot to join Ties Pool. I oh. made the entry. And it was like a duplicate entry, you know, on the ESPN system. So I didn't fill out the one in Ty's pool. And the other one is like, you know, just it's it's a bunch of. I got all the games wrong. (laughs) Just, (laughs) it's just, 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 it's the, you know, my brackets. Literally all of them.
0: You know, what's really funny, though, is a lot of people who care very much about sports. I'm really, I'm beating them pretty bad in this pool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. That happens all the time. Yeah. We've done that bit like four or five times in this show. That's true, but this isn't a bit. (laughs) This is real life.
1: Yeah, no. uh, It's something that's that's happening for real, guys. Well, there's
0: a kernel of truth in there, and I think that's why it's so exciting. Like popcorn. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Chicago Cubs Update Watch Update.
0: Chicago Cubs Update Watch Update brought to you by... Losers. Hey, losers. (laughs) This is an ad to reinforce the fact that you're all a bunch of losers like me. Paid for by Donald Trump for president. (laughs) Wow. That's
1: bizarre. That that was Uh, really...
0: I couldn't tell if that was pro-Donald Trump or anti-Donald Trump. I don't know.
1: We're so avant-garde. You
0: you think that they wouldn't need to remind people that they're losers. Right. That's just... Well, that's what that company does. Yeah. Yeah. Wait,
1: was it a company or was it... I assume that it it was... I think it was
0: a super PAC because Donald Trump calls
1: everybody losers. I don't Uh, know if there's a lot of
0: profit in calling losers losers.
1: Well, Volume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like the Costco of calling <laughs> yeah. losers. Yeah. Once you have economies of scale, yeah. you can make some money on the thin margins of calling yeah. someone losers. Got to do it in bulk. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: So uh, the inspiration for uh, the USA Network's Mr. Robot, Theo Epstein, mm-hmm. is entering year five of his independent study, the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> and to the surprise of most of the faculty, the Chicago Cubs are good. Yeah. Whoa! And that means they're going to be receiving a lot of media attention. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, sources indicate the Cubs will likely be one of the six professional sports teams covered by ESPN.
0: Ooh! Wow! Once once you get into there, once you're once you're selected. Yeah, I thought I mean, ESPN covered all sports. L- right, but the really, worldwide the, this sort of pick ah. six where it's like we're going to to hugely overcover these six like teams, like Tim T Bone. T Bone?
1: Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, it's
0: uh. never a hockey team. <laughs> sure. It's always like maybe one <laughs> baseball team. Two basketball teams and three football teams. A couple cyclists. Yeah. yeah. Something like N- that. Never, never cyclists. That's what I figured. Never cyclists. Uh,
1: really? Now, it's not just ESPN that believes the Cubs will be good, but that doesn't matter because ESPN is basically that news mogul who makes his own news and tomorrow never dies.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: it's pretty much ESPN. Yep. Uh, so let's get to know the Chicago Cubs real quick. We're going to be following them all year. This is going to be a new Update Watch update.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Okay.
1: At four to one, the Chicago Cubs are the Las Vegas favorite to end the season by winning the World Series. What? Four to one. four to one. They're the Las Vegas favorite. These Las Vegas handicappers, however, they know what they're doing. Uh, as a heartbreaking loss any time before the World Series was pulled off the board when one trillion dollars in bets <laughs> <laughs> flooded in. Sure, a trillion you dollars.
0: That's all, you can't that's so take odds on that, one though.
1: trillion <laughs> dollars. Yeah, it's from it's from Dubai.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They've got so much money. They
1: do. Yeah. They're like Wild West Disneyland Jurassic Park right in yeah. the Middle East.
0: And you know. and a solid bet. Nobody ever went ba- broke betting on heartbreak for the Cubs.
1: This is true. Cubs fans are so confident. Most of them have already photoshopped the Back to the Future screen grab so the year says 2016. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though though in fairness actually most uh Cubs fans uh, admitted to having gigabytes of memory uh, storing the same picture covering years 2017 to 2075. Yeah, sure. Message board actually developed a program where you don't have to make individual pictures. You can just plug in the air. you got to make the like, business like, scalable.
0: Pretty much like 1988 on. It probably is every year. We're like, this is going to be the one where we can rub it in the face of that stupid Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> and then never.
1: Uh, so the Cubs are returning a lot of talent. Uh, mm-hmm. There's uh, your 2015 NL Cy Young winner, Jake Arrieta. Yeah. Uh-oh. He had the most dominant second half since Fifty Shades of Grey. Bo! does uh, <laughs>
0: he really dominates her in that second <laughs> yeah, half.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, the moms like that joke. Sure. Yeah. They laughed at it, but not too hard. Right. Because <laughs> it's a little naughty. <laughs> not when their
0: kids could see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, then, then there's 2015 NL Rookie of the Year, third baseman Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. He's the first Cubs Rookie of the Year winner since shut down closer phenom Henry Gartner. Oh, that's right. Ah. No, actually, I'm, I'm actually I'm kidding. It's it was. I mean, he came back big. I mean, a lot of people were worried,
0: but he uh, he had his Tenzins. <laughs> they, they they tightened up. Yeah. If, if you understand anatomy, you'll understand how one can slip at a baseball and then suddenly be able to throw ninety eight miles an hour. That's... Oh, I I understand the so a reference uh, to rookie. Now that's a there.
1: joke because the truth is just not funny or cool at all. It's Giovanni Soto. Was actually the last. All oh, right, Cubs oh, to win rookie I thought you year. were going to say
0: Ryan Sandberg. He was okay.
1: Ryan Sandberg, Form, not a rookie of the year winner. Former
0: Cub yeah. Ryan Sandberg. <laughs> yeah, very good. A, a very a real person. Yep, real person. <laughs>
1: Ryan Sandberg, Hall Ryan. of Famer. Yeah. Not Ryan. Lou Ryan Whitaker, not Ryan. a Hall
0: of fam- Famer, but yeah. Ryan Sandberg. I have brought famer. him up on this podcast before. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Sandberg. One of, one of the only athletes Phil knows about. Yep. And that's because card. his name is spelled weird. <laughs> yep. I had the baseball card. <laughs> Ryan Sandberg. Uh,
1: at the helm of the club is the 2015 NL Manager of the Year, Joe Madden.
0: Yeah. That's probably a big pickup for them.
1: Joe Madden. Is so receptive to sabermetric analysis. How
0: receptive to sabermetric (laughs) analysis (laughs) analysis is he?
1: He's so receptive to sabermetric analysis. He's got a bumper sticker that says, Make Vorp Not War.
0: (laughs) It's value over replacement player. Ah, good. (laughs) Now, no, Sh- but-
1: Chicagoans are responding, Phil, much more favorably than you.
0: How much responding favor? No, no, nope. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not sorry. this time. No, sorry. Not
1: this time, Sports <laughs> Outsiders. Just trying. The Cubs' resurgence has old timers drinking Ooh. old style at the neighborhood bars, going on and on about all the classic Cubs individual records. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like the Chicago Cub all time leader in postseason home runs, Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> ah, the Schwarbs. <laughs> Five. Yeah. He's in his second season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well,
0: when they were in the World Series before, as in 1945 and before that, not as many home runs. Being less made. home
1: yeah. runs. Less home runs. Yeah. And uh, lastly, before leaving office, White House staffers confirmed that President Obama, in some solid Southside trolling, is planning on giving a posthumous Presidential Medal of Freedom to that stupid attempt at a curse. The Billy Goat. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh, some Southside smack talk, right? Yeah. Chicago Cubs update. Watch update.
0: Chicago Cubs update. Watch update. Brought to you by losers. Hey, are you a loser? Yeah, you are. You bunch of losers. Paid for by the Donald Trump for president.
1: <laughs> wow, that's <is> awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's really. It makes me feel bad. It, I know. I don't. I feel worse now. As having long
0: heard as the checks clear, guys. Yeah. <laughs>
1: As long as the checks say payable to sports, sports, sports podcast. Yeah. Real checking account. Right. <laughs> at at real checking I'm going to reiterate
0: again that I don't think we should have called it that. <laughs> sure. I think if anything, it takes what something that, that normally would just not have a seed of doubt there. Right. It <laughs> just planted it. It sounds, like a, <laughs> it sounds like a terrorist cover, right? Yeah. Like, like a, a really, real checking account. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we, we did it to be more respected and if anything, it's It causes, like, more issues for the accounting department.
1: You know, I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. It actually does get a lot. It gets questioned a lot more. I I don't want to put it in there so we wouldn't be questioned. I don't want
0: to drag up a conversation that we thought was over eight years ago, but (laughs) I'm I'm just going to say it uh, once again. What do we got on the podcast?
1: Oh, I'm excited because I love fantasy baseball. Okay. And we have a fantasy analyst, uh, independent fantasy analyst, Mm -hmm. Billy Bob Jr., is on the program oh, today. Rebecca, oh. I have so many questions about fantasy he, baseball. Uh, and, and he, he, oh, uh, he, he assured
0: us, Phil, that, that uh, he, he took a lot of your criticisms last time to heart. Oh,
1: he's adjusted it. He's got a very... I don't think you should be criticizing this much. He, By the way, I don't mean to interrupt, yeah, but no, you should really you lay see, off him, the Phil. The
0: problem is, is that when he says <laughs> fantasy, he thinks it means like swords and dragons. No, fantasy. but he does
1: talk about the players, yeah. and, and I, I feel like I always... Le- like When he's on the program, I always go back to my fantasy league, and I feel like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm in a well, hopefully, place. there's no funny business well, during he, this interview. He assures,
0: he assures me that this time around, he has a very sensible and actionable topic to focus on, uh, and that's going to be how the uh, how the strength of a lineup up and down, or or of the you know uh, a team support, can affect the value of a player in your fantasy league.
1: Well, he better not stray from that topic, and he, that-
0: he seemed very focused. Okay.
1: So- And then we also have a deputy, uh, uh, the deputy minister of sports in Brazil, deputy sports minister Minister of Brazil, Luis Fernandez, and I'm pretty excited because uh, his old boss George Hilton, yeah, hmm? resigning, resigning Resigning among scandal, very non-Brazilian name, George might be
0: might do might be on the verge of a pretty big promotion. Good for him! It's exciting that he's uh, he's here now. I mean, just got off the plane, apparently, uh, a couple hours ago. Well,
1: when he does the show, he he takes like, a red eye here from Brazil. Comes lands, He comes straight to the studio. He turns around. He goes back to Brazil. Or busy. another media outlet. Very yeah. busy guy, yeah.
0: Very busy. I mean, obviously, with the Olympics coming up, a very busy guy. Sure. So we're, but, we're really thrilled to have him.
1: That's one of those things. As a podcast, you know, we thought we could only ever get, like, the deputy sports right. minister. Yeah. And now...
0: We might have backed yeah, into yeah. the sports ministers. Yeah. So. That's what networking's all about. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what that is, is investment. Sure. You get in on the ground floor, and by the time they build that 20th story, you're in better shape. Okay.
1: (laughs) Hey, Phil, do we have a wide world of weird sports 20th story? You're
0: goddamn right we do. (laughs) All right. But first, news, news, news.
1: News, news, news on the Sports 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 Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. NCAA gives South Carolina a head fake on Selection Sunday. Ooh. How do you spell that Sunday, Joel? Uh,
0: S-U-N-D-A-Y.
1: How do you spell a Sunday that you use ice cream? Well,
0: apparently, S-U-N-D-A-E. Ayy, Sunday. Jordan's referring to an email I sent out to many of our friends in which I did not spell the other kind of Sunday correctly. Inside jokes. explained. Explain. Explain. <laughs> Explain.
1: <laughs> And because I argue like your favorite internet message board trolls, I'm picking on Joel's grammar. Perfect. Um, Okay, so uh, the NCAA apologized to South Carolina on Thursday uh, for a text it sent to the school on Selection Sunday that erroneously said the Gamecocks had been selected for the NCAA tournament. Mm. Ooh, and that was erroneous. That was erroneous. And although you just heard NCAA apologize and cock in the same sentence... Not about poor Title IX compliance. Right. Whoa. <laughs> That's not what this story's about right Which now. Which is They're a really big win,
0: up. really. Yeah. So I guess they were more like the not game cocks.
1: Because they didn't make the tournament?
0: Oh, I thought it's because they weren't game for some cock. <laughs> well, they may be. Okay, fair.
1: Uh, NCAA vice president of men's basketball championships, Dan Givitt, explained what happened. He said, unfortunately, during the selection show, a junior. Men's basketball staff member mistakenly sent a text to a member of the University of South Carolina Athletics Department staff via an app Ooh. we used for the first time during the 2016 tournament. The text was supposed to go to all teams, congratulating them for making the tournament. Regrettably, a text meant for another institution went to South Carolina oh, instead. Oh
0: man! Well, you know what they say: the Dan give it and the Dan taketh away. Right, Dan. Dan give it, whose name is also how his mom used to scold him when he was a toddler. Dan,
1: give it. Give it. I thought I'd just be like, Dan, give it, Dan, give it.
0: <laughs> Dan, give it. <laughs> like she
1: grew up uh, in Mississippi. Yeah. Ah, oh, dang, give it. Dang, give it, dang, give it. Uh, blaming blaming it on a wonky iPhone. Smooth move. Millions uh-huh. of Americans just went, oh, new app. Those will crash. Yeah. yeah. Apps <laughs> are sometimes
0: they make mistakes. Yeah. yeah. In this case, and didn't go for autocorrect, which I feel like would have been too transparent. Yeah, sure.
1: Like we meant to send you a text saying you wouldn't be in the tournament, but the guy spelled it wrong. He's got <laughs> yeah, fat yeah. thumbs. Uh, the uh, the South Carolina fans are probably thinking, "Well, was it close? And maybe that's how this mistake happened." Sure. You know, maybe trying to find some good some good news out of this. Dan, Givett continued. While well, the Gamecocks were given serious consideration, at no time during the selection process was South Carolina voted into the field.
0: Yeah. They then he apologized it was and stuff. North Carolina.
1: What actually, <laughs> the congratulatory text went to South Carolina when it was supposed to go to USC. Uh,
0: you see that University okay. of
1: South Carolina, University of Southern California.
0: I see that. Because I was imagining Dan give it being like, wait, which one of the Carolinas is good at basketball? Which one's the
1: blue blood? <laughs> yeah. 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 I always it,
0: forget. It's not East, north or south. Yeah. It's not which east? one will I, not get people into out. their establishments anymore? <laughs> is that the up one or the down one? Oh, uh, so hard. Oh. Um,
1: uh, for that is that's just Pan-Carolina. Ah, <laughs> <Okay>. yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, so, uh, yeah, they, they were not in, and, and basically they were right next to each other on the app. Mm. Oh, yeah. Classic mistake. Fat thumbs. Uh, South Carolina coach Frank Martin is trying to keep it cool. He says, even though the disappointment with being left out will never leave me, I am past all of that. Will never leave him? Doesn't sound like he's past all that. What about no. the
0: shock of finding out he <laughs> was in? <laughs>
1: Well, you know who summed this up best, the shock of finding out he was in and then learning he was next? They were a bubble team. Yeah. And that's uh, Jim Beheim, who, if if, at, if nothing else, is a topical 71-year-old. Yeah. He said, that's like that Steve Harvey thing. That's terrible. Oh, that, oh, that is like a very, very Steve topical. Thing. Yeah, yeah, this is a final four head coach, Jim Boeheim, him? coaching uh, Syracuse. Sure. Uh, yeah. He was referring to the gaff at the Miss Universe pageant.
0: Right. Yeah. Which is... Fair, because did you see how the card was written? Poorly. Yeah.
1: Poorly. Poorly. Very confusing.
0: I would have not made the same mistake, but I could see how Steve Harvey would.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: It's also a contest for who's the prettiest. So. No. It's also talent. Mm. And there's also the Q&A. Uh, I, I still think it's dumb. Yeah,
1: emphasis on the A. Yeah. yeah. See? A see? little Q&A. A little yeah. Q&A. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, there's all they are all very pretty, and
1: I wish them the best.
0: I wish them the best as well, but just yep. not in that format.
1: So the Gamecocks did not make the NCAA tournament, guys. And I hate, you know, I, I hate to tell you this, but this is one of those stories that you know, doesn't have a good ending and then it just gets worse. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, Who killed they, all, themselves. they all died in a plane crash? No, South Carolina Gamecocks won their first round game in the NIT and had to play another game in the NIT. Oh, poor Oof. bastards. Yeah.
0: yeah. The NIT, I assume, is the loser tournament.
1: Yeah, it's the not invited tournament.
0: Oh, the NIT, the
1: loser tournament, brought to you by Losers. (laughs) Hey, you're
0: a bunch of losers. Look at you, you loser. You got stupid pants on. Brought to you by Donald Trump for
1: president. Joining us now on the podcast, one of my favorite guests. One of someone, my least favorite and someone guests. someone who Phil is going to be very cordial and polite to. Never. You're going to be very cordial I'll and polite. I'll try. Independent fantasy analyst. And what I like about this guy is he's independent. He's not with CBS. He's not with ESPN. He has his own unique brand. Makes sense because he's terrible. Analyst. You better believe it. Billy Bob Jr. Billy Bob, great to have you on. Y'all,
0: yeah, I'm like I'm like Bernie Sanders. Okay, y'all can trust me because I do not have any corporate sponsors.
1: See, this is what I'm talking you, about. You are Phil. That's good, the but straight straight also note. he's terrible. Also, I feel like he's kind of you got a progressive bend. I feel like to the yeah, way that you do. Absolutely, uh, fantasy analysts.
0: absolutely. Okay, you can you can you can get a lot more out of me than you will out of those people who are getting paid by some big corporation. That's right. Yeah. Can I interject one thing beforehand? Okay, what's that? Do you want Histori- to sidebar this or historically when you come on the show <laughs> and you've said you're gonna do fantasy analysis you have misconstrued that to mean fantasy novels or fantasy films okay I and wanna, this time we just want straight
1: i don't i don't know that that's fantasy. ever happened exactly the way you described yeah, it, it. it has. i exactly feel like exactly the way we i know. feel like Jordan, you're kind gotta, of gotta, you're kind of twisting it a bit i'm not that's exactly I go ahead and it.
0: interject here and say you know what i think phil has a point thank you i oh, think well. in the past uh i have i have attempted to give fantasy advice but the the style in which i did so might have been a little bit meandering and less direct uh, than it could have been. And I want to tell you, Phil, before we begin, okay, you, the sports outsider, can trust me, okay? I have I have a focused effort. I have honed my approach. I've prepared a lot, and I have a very specific topic about which I would like to You speak have today. to earn my trust. I, I, I don't
1: just give it to you. I would say, like, I, I hope you don't change too much because I feel like I always gain a lot of fantasy advice from your visits. So well, I hope that me. I'm still able to glean because I have a draft this we Saturday. We are
0: just, we are, we, uh, we are, Saturday. Yeah. Your draft is on Saturday, Jordan. Yeah, that's what I said.
1: <laughs> Although oh, you said Sunday, no. Saturday. I just wanted
0: to make sure you were right about that. That's the other thing I do. I learn when your draft is, and I remind you. <laughs> That's creepy, but go on. <laughs> yeah. Valuable, I guess. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so here's the thing. Uh, I have distilled. I have doubled down on um, the fantasy advice. Is what I have done here. Okay. So what what you're getting today, very specifically, we're going into baseball season. Okay. And I think a lot of people sometimes they focus too much on the player. Makes sense. But here's the thing: where that player hits in the lineup. What, what sort of lineup that pitcher has working behind him or the defense, that's essential, okay, to that player's value.
1: Okay? Oh, okay. The, the players around him determine how valuable he Absolutely. is. Absolutely. So I
0: wanted to talk to just about a few players and about the way that the, their current situation is affecting their value. When? Okay? Let's
1: start with Justin Upton. Oh, new Detroit Tigers uh, outfielder, Justin Upton. Upton girl. We've been
0: living in an Upton world. Uh, Okay. Uh, That was a good joke. Thank you. I'm going to tell you when you do well, Phil. Thank you. And I'll do the same. I just haven't had to yet. So Justin Upton joined a much better lineup than the one he was on last year. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Big improvement. And here's the thing. Justin Upton, current slated to hit two. Okay. Now that is going to decrease his RBI potential some, but hitting two ahead of Miguel Cabrera all right, and Victor Martinez, and then JD Martinez. Okay, that is going to dramatically increase the number of runs he can score for you. And he's a fast guy. And he's a fast guy, so you might even get some steals out of that. Not to mention, though, maybe he gets dropped down and hits five or six later in the season. Okay, maybe they make that choice when that happens. Incre- increases his RBI potential. Huh. Do you That's see what interesting. I'm saying here? Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a good little story there. All Thank right? you for the good little story. Moving on to the next yeah, piece of advice. Okay, moving on to the next one, all right? Yeah. Okay, so picture this. You and your merry band of bandits have uh, long made a happy life for yourself stealing gold and jewels from the wealthy merchants returning Wait, from the market this, in the port city at Delano's. This doesn't sound like it's, baseball. It I mean. could
1: be the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah.
0: However, ever since you took an entire chest of gold doubloons from the fat, greedy William of Tallow, oh, you have going been pursued bad. doggedly by the evil Duke Bonnarod. Oh. You and your loyal companion, C. Tao, set out to sneak into the chambers, uh, um, sneak into the royal palace to plant evidence of the emperor's favorite concubine uh, with the duke uh, committing adultery. All right, uh, this has got off the, the rails. Bed Scaling the great tower of 50 dragons, you sneak into the bedroom and leave the intertwined kerchiefs of the duke and the concubine sitting on the emperor's bed table. As you slip away in the dead of night, you and C. Tau begin to laugh, what? confident in the knowledge that D. Gordon's value is greatly improved by hitting ahead of Giancarlo Stanton. No. <laughs> likely adding a lot of extra runs to his solid average and potentially 60-plus steals. One had nothing to do with the other. That, you took us on a journey to fucking nowhere. I, that's the I, conversation you're having spill. with C. Tau. Okay? I just,
1: I just want to know, you know, wh- wh- what does the Duke do about all this? And then... Uh, you know, D. Gordon's not going to steal as much if he's in front of Giancarlo Stanton because he's a power hitter. What? So mean, why? Why would they even send the runner if they got a, someone like that? You could
0: know? say that, but but you got to understand, you know, especially if Giancarlo Stanton uh does not wind up getting on base. Okay, that changes the equation quite a bit. They're thinning the lineup after him, so you're getting the runs, and you're not necessarily cutting into your steal potential there. Okay, that's okay. the sort of thing that Duke of is not going to understand. What is the Duke of Bonnaros? i I know I'm a sports outsider, but wh- I don't see okay. how you one. Know has know what? Well, it was about other.
1: basically you know D Gordon. He's a speedster. Yeah. He's kind of improved his lot in Miami like since flash. he left uh, Los Angeles. You yes. know what,
0: Phil? I can see that I have already upset you. You have okay? that was way uh, off top. You went. You did the exact same thing you always do. So. I don't. I
1: totally got it.
0: Why don't we move on to the next player, okay? Uh, this will go better this time. I Just talk about baseball. Just if it's not, not on the baseball. diamond, we don't talk about it. Remember we nothing said that last time? It's not on the diamond. Nothing we except baseball, okay? 100% baseball. Here we go. Okay. You are slowly traveling down the Lingtano River, paddling a dugout canoe with your companion, Si Tao, well, of the, the tribe of cat people that live nearby, all in pursuit of the legendary idol, Didi Kano, whose powers can reputedly give its owner eternal life. Jesus. After six long days in the jungle, you've begun to suspect that Si Tao intends to kill you. But Si <laughs> has been with you on so many adventures! <laughs> I know. This... Once you've obtained the idol and take it back to his people, oh, dooming your mentor and guru, Larkotonti, to an early death before he can reveal the secrets of the ancient tablet discovered under the mountain Kanto that casts a shadow upon your village. Waking early in the morning of your fi- the final morning of your journey, you slip out of camp without waking Si and cut your way through the jungle to the great temple of Ki'ar. There, you carefully pick your way past booby traps and the skeleton guards who have killed everyone who dared enter the temple for the last 1000 years until you finally reach the room holding the idol. You begin to walk across the long hallway to retrieve your prize when your torch casts light upon the far wall, revealing a terrifying message carved there in the language of the ancient Didikano people. <laughs> Ryan Dozier is tempted given his 2020 potential, but his average and the weak twins' offense make him a huge liability to take prior to the sixth round. Fantasy sports <laughs> means that you're doing the same things you do in sports, but fake with a fake lineup. It's not the same as fantasy novels. But I mean, that was some 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 sounded advice from the Diddy. No, no I think I think Ryan
1: Dozier is going a little too high I absolutely and I think yes yeah,
0: instead of a literally two and a half minute diatribe about s- people who don't exist well, okay, I mean he had, you had to explain are lucky it if he hits 220 okay you yeah. gotta you gotta you're, you're lucky that if in. I don't hit you 220 oh, runs an RBI are gonna suffer because of the offense really you're just getting home runs and you're steals, gonna suffer okay. because of my offense <laughs> all right okay. all
1: right is there any is okay. there anything else Billy Bob we're gonna close this out okay I Saved, Not, no, just I baseball. saved the
0: one that I think you're gonna lack the most for last, Phil. Well, baseball. Okay. Just be it open-minded just about baseball. This. Just baseball. Fantasy baseball. I wrote. I, I got this Leave one. Out the I got this one specifically for you. No okay? stories. All right. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. No just stories. Just for you, Phil. You're baseball. Love this Fantasy one. baseball. You've entered the legendary mines of Canos, a dangerous underworld crawling with goblins and home to the evil war god Lockfowl. I hate you, collector of souls and the haunter of the afterlife. Collect your soul. <laughs> you hope Where's to C. confront Lockfowl and uh, win back the soul of your comrade and blood brother Cetal. Yeah, who what? Fell He's in, not your comrade anymore. <laughs> who fell in battle with the centaurs of Guildow? No, he was already <laughs> going to tra- be your traitor. That was a different person entirely, <laughs> Phil. Jesus you got to pay attention, okay? After two weeks without seeing sunlight and fighting off wave after wave of terrifying goblin warriors and the necromancers of Kankaniya, you finally reach the chambers of Lok Fowl, carefully uh, making your way across the rickety bridges that span the heaving seas of lava. You finally reach Lok He roars into you a phrase, his hot breath stinking of rotting flesh. But you are not deterred, plunging your a longsword deep into your heart even as he opens your stomach with his venomous claws. As your life slowly slips away... You see C. tao's soul, uh, souls escaping from the fatal wound you inflicted on Loch Fow, and you have an epiphany about the life you have lived. Corey Kluber's value in 2015 was seriously diminished by his lack of wins, driven by incredibly poor run support. In 2016, with the stronger Cleveland Indians behind him, he has a chance to be close to Clayton Kershaw in value, but available at a much lower price than an auction draft. Get out of the studio. Get out of the studio. You're was- you wasting our time again. You're wasting our time and the time of our listeners. It's bullshit. This is bullshit. Not a big Corey Kluber believer, huh? Get so- out! <laughs> okay, all right. I- I'm going to go. I don't know where I went wrong this time.
1: Hey, if-, if you could actually just forward me some of those materials, I'd like to take a read. I'll about. go.
0: I'll send them along, Jordan. All you right. are on my email list, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you signed up for the newsletter?
1: Uh, yes. Okay, all right. Good to
0: hear. Die. On the podcast, uh, uh, multi-time guest before one of our our, our real favorites. Uh, welcome back to the com- pumpkin pom- uh, podcast. Welcome
1: back to the pumpkin.
0: <laughs> yeah, I believe it is a podcast. Yes, it is, it is it's it's right. a podcast. Uh, yeah, Luis, yes. 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 Luis Fernandez, yes, Luis Thank Fernandez, you. deputy sports minister of Brazil. We are so happy to have you. Thank back Thank you. Here I have uh, I've gone through many events now. Uh, everything seems to be going good. Uh, yeah, you feel. Well, I mean, we've we've been getting a lot of news uh, of how the Olympics have, uh you guys are having a lot of trouble. We've with the had some struggle. We've uh, had some with struggle. Right? Velodrome with the completely unsafe water. Sure. Uh, you know the crime still remains an oh, issue. Oh, so much crime. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: but but big news, right?
0: Uh, I I've been on the plane for uh, a while. I uh, yeah. Well, I, do the you have ele- some the, uh, good, good news you'd like to
1: share with us? Oh, well, we know that, but. Some maybe some personal professional news.
0: Oh, you heard that I got a new pen. <laughs> it has a it is uh, has a gold trim capper thing. Not real gold, but it's gold colored. Uh, right. I've no. already had three people compliment me on my pen. No, we no. weren't talking about the pen. We're not
1: talking about the pen. No, I, I figured you'd know this, but what? the minister of sports in brazil george hilton oh george yeah yeah, (laughs) george
0: he's a very good friend of mine he comes over for dinner all the time yeah uh we love working together we're we're kind of uh we like to joke and say that he is my work wife yeah it's very funny we have a good laugh did you did you not uh did you not hear that it seems like he would have told you yeah he Uh, he
1: resigned in disgrace he was kind of forced out wait george yeah yeah George, so
0: George is gone, so presumably gone? you're yeah, the he new...
1: He packed his stuff. They actually showed him on the news with the little box carrying his stuff out oh, of yeah, the building. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, a banker's box. Yes. Yeah. They, oh. Had, like, that, that thing with the balls that swing back and forth.
1: Oh, so that, must, that means
0: that... So you're he's, likely now going to be the yeah, the, the, so, sports, the minister of sport for Brazil.
1: No longer deputy minister. You're the minister. Congratulations. This is like you've been working your whole life for this, oh, I imagine. Oh, no. <laughs> What? What's? The- oh
0: no! <laughs> oh, you guys, this is bad news. <laughs> what? Well, how is this
1: bad this news? This is very bad news. This is the pinnacle of your career. I'm sure. Oh, it's a
0: pretty hot seat oh, he's on right now, Jordan. Oh no, things are not going well. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, you just told I already. I'm well. almost. Ne- I I have to be cheery because I'm the deputy. But oh no, oh I already oh, barely ever see my family. It's not because <laughs> of the constant kidnappings. <laughs> It's also because I have to work so hard to keep this falling apart country and make these sporting events work. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, but, but you're no. going to be the minister of sport when your country hosts the Olympics this oh, fall. Oh no, this no. is going to be terrible. These Olympics are already a disaster. <laughs> hey, I got a good. Have you heard about, about the velodrome? <laughs> we did hear about yeah. the velodrome. I just heard that the velodrome is not the uh, what the bad guy rides <laughs> in in the Ninja Turtles cartoons. <laughs> No, it's 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 a physical place. I think the minister of sport would know that.
1: You would think so, but I'm very bad at this. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no, you guys. I would say when you went to college and you majored in sports ministry, did you think this is the logical conclusion of my career? Oh, I only, I hoped that someday I would get out of this country and go to
0: somewhere where they would have clean stadiums and water that you could swim in. (laughs) And it just, it didn't happen for me. You know, I got married young. Started popping out kids. You know, and after a while, when do you stop living up here and start living down there, you know? Oh, no. This Uh, is bad. I'm sorry, Sorry. Larry. The the Olympics were in bad shape before this. Right. Now they're in very bad shape. Well, this is, I mean, uh, I I feel kind of bad because I feel like most of the times you've come on the podcast, we've wound up being the ones who broke broke some bad news to you yes this time there's wow yes and i, I still have one of george's casserole dishes <laughs> i'm we sure he did a potluck and i'm
1: sure you can give it back to him no I, when I, people I resign in disgrace in, in brazil they're immediately killed oh. Yeah, oh
0: usually by uh by uh hired assassins you know you can get an assassin in brazil for five dollars five american dollars five
1: dollars yeah that's how do, how very do... poor there's so much crime <laughs> Where do you find them? They oh, out- generally under the tarp. Okay, so you just We go- kept the tarp up from <laughs> oh, the, World after Cup. the World Cup. Yeah. yeah so that is to- a
0: call back to an earlier episode from 3 years ago. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah, uh well, I got to say, I mean, because there is a lot of upheaval in Brazil right now. There's a huge corruption scandal that might uh cost the the president Dilma Dilma Rousseau? Yes, Rousseff. Rousseff uh, her No, I'm not going to become president next, am I? No, 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 no. no. Oh, that's too much that, pressure. That, does that same, is not... That oh,
1: thank God. It's not the chain of command in Brazil. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, also, once you're no longer deputy, that means that the kidnappings of your family and friends increase oh. because they know you're getting a higher salary,
1: so thank you for that. Yeah, well, you get a little... Pay yeah. yeah, yeah, a little more. I and mean, it all actually, has to be paid out
0: in ransom. <laughs> you might as well give it straight to the kidnappers. Oh, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Oh, if any of the kidnappers are listening right now, just give me a week, get my affairs in order. Well, Don't. is it possible that now that you're in charge, you're going to be able to really like seize the mantle and correct some of the issues that uh, that we've had before? I mean. George, bless his heart, was not taking care of the issue with the the horribly diseased water outside of where they're going to be doing all of the the yachting and boating events. You know what? I copied off of George on all my college sports ministry exams. (laughs) (laughs) He is so much better at this than me. He's so much better. Why would they
1: put me in charge? Well, I mean, he had that's resigned. a terrible he decision. Was, he had been plagued uh, by corruption and that sort of thing, and so Sandals. I think you're, you know, a, a fresh, clean face. I think you're unsullied by the, you know, the political machine.
0: Why did I sign that thirty-year contract? Oh, I thought that I would enjoy the job security, but oh no!
1: Oh, this is terrible. Can well, I ask? Can I ask you, Luis? What are you, can you? Can I just find out what? What's, you got any big plans for this uh, Olympics in terms of the opening ceremony, closing ceremony? Oh yes, close. I
0: actually. Uh, that was something they let me uh, the audit the meetings for. Okay, which is good because now I'm going to have You're to run the meeting. Yeah. So uh, this was the plan, all right? Because we watched the China one, we were very impressed. The Ch- China China did that shit up. Did yes. you watch
1: the the London one?
0: I did, and actually ours is going to be very much like the London one too. Except instead of James Bond dropping out of a plane, they're going to drop all of the kidnapped babies from the last three months with little parachutes. Oh, with little parachutes. Yep, with little parachutes, and then all the parents are going to go, oh, thank God. And it's going (laughs) to represent... Hope that this country could someday change that we know is not true. Here's the thing. We know it's not true. If you had some of the babies who were kidnapped three months ago, isn't it a little irresponsible to not return them to the families until the opening ceremony? Oh, we're really hoping they show up for the opening ceremony. (laughs) Do you know how much money we have put aside for ransom people? For kidnappers? No idea. Uh, That's what we're doing. We're going to pay the kidnappers and then say, enter the plane and drop the babies out of this plane you going to have the kidnappers be the one who dropped the babies? It has to be. They are. They have the babies. <laughs> it would
1: be really cool if you could do something with the parachutes that kind of look like the Brazilian flag. That's or a great like, idea. Yeah. Do you want to be deputy sports minister? <laughs> no, 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 no. You could be deputy
0: sports minister.
1: No, no, no. But I think oh, maybe we God. should have you back on and you could maybe interview a new deputy candidate.
0: Oh, that would be great. Joel, do you want to be deputy um, sports minister? I'm going to have to pass. Do you want to be Hard sports pass. minister? Hard pass. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, it looks like I am saddled with this impossible <laughs> job. Yeah, just promise me one thing. What's that? Make sure you get that velodrome done in time. I'm looking forward to watching track cycling. Not the Ninja Turtles velodrome. No, the actual velodrome. Oh, okay. Right. This is all
1: very hard on my soul. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, Luis. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I, I thought this was going to be good news we were sharing with nope, you. Nope, this is <laughs> terrible, terrible news.
0: All right, well, thanks again for coming. Flying all the way up here from Brazil. Uh, We we always love having you on the podcast. We hope one day we get to tell you something good. I hope so, too. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U dot co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash sports number three podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to tsu.co slash sports number three podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. (laughs) Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, Keggy the Keg. Keggy the ke- Keggy the keg. Keggy oh the keg. I have a good
1: feeling about this when I actually know this one.
0: There we go. Keggy the Keg is the unofficial mascot of Dartmouth College, an Ivy League university in Hanover, New Hampshire. Dartmouth is what they based uh, Animal House on. Really? Yeah. I thought that it was based on uh, one day someone was playing a game of darts and they threw it right
1: into someone's tongue. They went
0: Dartmouth. <laughs>
1: And I went, Joel joke. <laughs>
0: Keggy is an anthropomorphic beer keg. Yeah! yeah. Yep. Created in 2003 by members of the College Humor magazine, the Dartmouth Jekyll Lantern. It's the name of their... I assume that their uh, magazine was made... Well, in the early 1900s when shit wasn't funny. Yeah, that's right. why they call it the jack-o'-lantern.
1: They call, they call the, 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 wait, the jack-o'-lantern? Yep, the Dartmouth jack-o'-lantern. You
0: do a they call that magazine. the cradle
1: of cracked editors. Ah, More cracked editors have come from the Dartmouth <laughs> jack-o'-lantern than that's any fair. other uh, college uh, publication. It's cool. a pretty impressive
0: streak that they got going, yeah. Sure. You want to write for cracked, pretty much have to go to Dartmouth. <laughs> uh, this was created to fill the mascot void that followed the abolition of the Indian mascot in 1971. Well, they were ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah. yeah, Ivy League. Due to its nature, the mascot was controversial in Dartmouth's campus and was reported on in a variety of national media. With time, however, has become an ingrained part of Dartmouth culture. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Context and creation. 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 After dropping the mascot of the Indian, Dartmouth had no official mascot. Dartmouth continued to be known by its nickname of the Big Green.
1: Hmm, yeah, weren't not the great. Green
0: Mountain Boys from Vermont?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I think this is just one of those, like, what's the least offensive thing we can do? A color?
0: <laughs> but, citing the ambiguity, lack of dynamism, and intangibility of having no mascot, the Dartmouth Student Assembly proposed a student poll in the spring of 2003 to decide upon a <laughs> new mascot. Well, what did the students vote for? Always a mistake. Yeah, yeah. How do, that's how you how get Bodie face, guys. still propose student polls, like... You put it up to the students. They they had one at my elementary school when I was a kid, and we wound up being the seahorses. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to
1: say we we had one at my we we ended up being the butt sharks. Well, we ended up yeah. being the cock mouths. <laughs>
0: I think they 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 tossed a lot of those out. But <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> where's
1: the democracy?
0: Yeah, it was not. But. But yeah, you always get something that's dumb. This is how you end up to, with the
1: banana slugs at yeah, Santa yeah. Cruz or the anteaters at UCI. Usually
0: also <laughs> refers to some sort of behavior that's very popular among college students, but that the university would like parents not to think happened so much. Are you ready for the biggest the twist time. in this whole article? Oh, go for it. Yeah. While the moose came in first in the poll... What? Yeah, they actually voted for the moose. Many students remained dissatisfied with the choice, and the moose lost a final poll to no mascot wow yep just none wow can you imagine this is if you ran ted cruz against nobody <laughs> yeah. imagine it'd be a very disappointing concession We're, speech there. yeah chris Plehal and nick duquette students at the jack olantern humor magazine expressed interest in creating a mascot that wasn't racist biased or sexist yet was entirely unacceptable oh i like where their heads at i like where their heads at that's a fun little like for a humor magazine yeah like let's let's offend people but not in any of the traditional ways. right i feel like that was that's also what every snl writer thinks of every sketch yeah let's write one that's not racist biased or sexist yet is entirely unacceptable yeah yeah Mm -hmm. in a different way uh, he, in an effort to force the administration to adopt a more interesting mascot, they created Keggy, an anthropomorphic keg that represents the most obvious Dartmouth stereotype—a beer-swilling animal house fraternity culture. Oh, see, huh? I knew yep. that. There you go. <laughs> Reaction to Keggy's introduction was mixed. Oh, uh, what? Yep, it was mixed. Who would have no. thought? figure. I would have thought everyone. What was the Rotten Tomato right consensus? Away. Uh, the, it was about 78% fresh, I would say. Okay. Uh, the student body president personally endorsed Keggy in a mascot search, while the college newspaper, the Dartmouth, Dartmouth reported a mixed student reaction and published opposing opinions. <laughs> yep. The paper also reported uh, on flack over the mascot from college administrators, though the dean of the college lauded the student's capacity to come up with imaginative and creative ideas.
1: Wow. Cool what? Dean. Well, I feel like every parent who heard that teen said, That's right, you're coming right home from Dartmouth right this minute. <laughs> right
0: now. I really would have liked to have read the opposing opinions published in the paper. Like the person who was seriously like, Come on, guys. Yeah, lame McBuzzkill. Yeah. And then the other yeah. person be like, What do you write in the pro other than just like, Oh, for Pete's sake? Yeah. Learn to live a little. This is, now things are about to get sad, guys. Let's take it down a notch. Shortly after Keggy's introduction in 2003, a group of students stole the Keggy costume from its home in the Sigma Nu fraternity library (gasps) and sent threatening notes to Keggy's creators, including photographs of the mascot bound and gagged with one black eye. Boy, that that sounds like the sort of gag that you'd think that the writers of a humor magazine would have come up with themselves. Yeah. Some thought this to be oh, a publicity false flag. stunt by false the writers. False yep. flag. But the mascot had truly been stolen. Oh, no. Keggy was eventually returned with minor damage to the costume. Those jerks. But jerks who were apparently funnier than the people riding the, keg- uh, the, uh, the, the humor mag. Yeah. Uh, but here's where it gets really sad. The costume disappeared before the fall term of 2008 and what? has not been seen or returned since. And they couldn't. Make a new costume?
1: The Jack-o'-lantern built a replacement costume <laughs> and availed <laughs> it at the
0: 2009 Winter Carnival! Yeah.
1: I love Dartmouth Winter Carnival. And that brings it down to another wide world of. Weird, Weird
0: Sports! Winter oh, Carnival! Like
1: Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close to the Sports! 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 Podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring back on Luis Fernandez. I don't think he's left for his flight yet. And yeah. uh, Luis, could you give our contact information, please? I guess so. My <laughs> hey, you're the minister enough. of giving contact.
0: Uh, okay, I, that I can handle. There's no chance of kidnapping or uh, random punches to the face during this, so I'll be happy. Uh, you can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.br. Oh, I'm sorry. Twitter.com <laughs> <laughs> slash sports the number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. There is so much trolling on Twitter. So much trolling. But still, go say something nice. Or you can find us on Facebook. We're going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. It's not just posting episodes. It's also delightful commentary on sports news stories. So Mm -hmm. make sure to do that. Or you can find all the episodes on soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That is soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Uh, I know you listen on iTunes, but please, there's just so much crime on iTunes. (laughs) Listen on SoundCloud. I'd appreciate it.
1: Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Uh,
0: I got a question for you. Sure. Sure. Yeah. If you were ranking Ivy League Winter Carnivals, how would you do it? I feel like obviously Dartmouth is number two, right behind Yale, because they have an amazing Winter Carnival, but... I don't know. I'd probably just get I, it, it wouldn't be important to Brown me. Brown is creeping up there, guys. They really I are. I
1: think it's, you know, basically you want to judge a winter carnival by the strength of its ice sculpting, because really uh. that's going to be the most challenging event at any winter carnival. So like the most. Um, well,
0: it's got to be Princeton, right?
1: That's exactly kind of what, what I was be thinking, Princeton. because, you know, New Jersey, the ice sculpting it's yeah. just kind of they, they got a niche. Yes, ha, <laughs> Brown.
0: All right. Thanks for helping out, Jordan. Lights off.